Hello and welcome to Game Dev Grid episode, I don't know and it doesn't matter. Um, and today our guest is Cody, first time guest on the podcast. He's making some games. So Cody, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself, what you're working on and stuff like that. Yeah, well, um, so my name is Cody Reader. I typically go by the handle Phantom Sloth. Uh, so if you haven't already, follow me on Twitter. That'll be an easy way to see what I do publicly. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel where I do very rare clips of my gameplay. Uh, I like to make sure that I do have like a complete you know, visual and audio to accompany, it, uh, accompany everything I'm doing. Uh, when it comes down to certain things like, uh, like my most personal project, which I call uh, The Ancient Ones Hate Me. Uh, <laughs> it has a lot of really dark music that needs to be able to accompany the visuals. So getting that music has been particularly difficult. So I don't like to really release too much of the visuals without having that music to go with it. Uh, but yeah. Huh. So the, the footage, if you go to the Game Dev Grits Discord, the clips you are posting, what game project is that from? So that, that's from uh, The Ancient Ones Hate Me. Uh, so, the concept with this one is, uh, are you familiar with Lovecraft at all? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Okay, so, like, I, I'm a huge, huge Lovecraft fan, and I've read a lot of his work, and one of the things that I've always, you know, taken away was was that core element of, like, the feeling that you get, the dread and everything, and that was something that I wanted to try and incorporate into a game, <laughs> and then... And then, like once I started doing it, I was like, "Oh man, that's gonna be that's gonna be insane to be able to try and pull off on my own." And when I when I started really diving into everything, uh, I, I basically came to the conclusion that I would have to simplify the overall presentation just to be able to accomplish that complete story that I'm trying to do, which is actually just like a prologue, you know, keeping it relatively simple. Okay, you mentioned some difficulties there since this is Game Dev Grit and we want to talk about the grit, the stuff that no one talks about in game development until you start doing it um, and you find all these difficult things to do. So for you, why don't you talk a little bit about how long you've been doing Game Dev and what some of those challenges are or those walls you've hit that you didn't expect or you didn't know they were there until you got in the middle of stuff. <laughs> um, so... My my actual like game dev side of it is is pretty uh, short in comparison to the overall. So <laughs> funny, oddly enough, uh, in two thousand seven, that's when you first you know posted the "We Are the Strange" thing, uh, and that's around the same time um, that I had actually just gotten a new computer that was barely able to be able to to handle like three D uh, processing and everything, and I was. I was really excited to be able to see that there were certain programs that you could basically get a hold of if you had the right connections and everything at that time, uh, and I and I did. So, you know, I basically jumped into it after I saw what you were doing because I was like, "Oh man, this guy's this guy's out here fucking making a whole." Um, sorry, I don't know if. It, <clears throat> Oh shit, we're banned now. <laughs> <laughs> you can say whatever you want. All right, uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I was like, you know, this guy's out here making a making a home by himself, and he's going to Sundance and 
and I had, you know, great uh, aspirations of being able to be a director and everything. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can, I can, I can learn this stuff. And, and I, uh, I got a copy of 3DS Max and started doing 3D art and realized immediately how, like, and entertaining and then, like, how much personal joy you can get out of creating art. And, uh, and I, I was really taken aback by that. And I started doing a lot of different really bizarre things with my art. But at the time, I was still very nervous about, like, ever releasing that. And I just... I never felt like it was a high enough quality, so I just I never like <laughs> kept track of it. Uh, and then as years went on, I I pushed myself more towards directing, uh, and I had a, a channel called Half Light Studios with my friend, and we we did that for uh, uh, probably like eight years, I think. Um, and the whole time that we're doing that, I'm in the background, just just constantly making more art and that's never going anywhere just getting on hard drives and then getting deleted over the years just data loss <laughs> that's like my my history right there is data loss um so so yeah as as time went on i i found that working with others uh in in film and everything was really difficult for me because i have a lot of social anxieties uh so when, when it came down to, you know, constantly having to direct people and tell them exactly what I'm trying to do, it just became really rough. So, uh, I, you know, I kind of, I kind of took a, I, I took a step back from that and moved towards game dev. And basically I, I looked at that and I was like, you know, uh, I have all this, this technical talent towards being able to create art, but I never knew how to like put it into an engine. Uh, so I, I finally took that step and I was like, okay, I just need to force myself into an engine. So I, I looked towards unity and I was like, oh, this is really complex. <laughs> like it was really basic, but at the same, at the, at the same time, there was moments of it where I was like, oh, I just don't know what to, to do with that. Like code, uh, it was, and at the same time, like I'm, I have you kind of in the background going, oh, you can learn code. Like you can do it. You can, you can do it. And I was like, but I work so much like actual, you know, like, you know, to pay the bills and everything, uh, you know, hours and everything. Uh, Cause I work for a law firm and I'm just, you know, I just, I just, I spend a lot of time at work and when I'm not there, I'm in front of my computer or with my wife. Um, but yeah, eventually I found my way over to Unreal Engine, uh, Unreal Engine 4 and I discovered blueprints. And for me, that was, that was my code. That's, that was what I needed. I needed that visual aspect of being able to see the code without it being just strands of, of line, you know, text. Yeah. Uh, and that was my separation. I found a lot of happiness with that with Unreal Engine. So what are some of the things that no one told you about outside of the technical stuff? You know, as you're working on this thing now, they're really just kind of, if there is anything that's really plaguing you or getting in your way or something that seems really difficult you struggle with on your project. Uh, for okay, so that's a pretty easy one, and that's uh, if you you act on real engine, you'll you'll immediately realize that there's a, a huge lack of of technical content for you to be able to research to see like how to do things, and uh, you can you can dive into YouTube tutorials, which are 
you know, littered with people that are just copying other tutorials and doing it worse than the one before, like a game of telephone. And it's just, uh, it, it gets brutal at times. But sometimes if you're lucky enough, you can find that core document that they posted up on the main website for, you know, their documentation. And if, you, if you're lucky, you can figure it out based off that, which is sometimes really simple to the point to where it's so simplistic that you can't apply it to what you're trying to do. So you still got to know enough code to kind of figure it out. So like I can, I can read it, but it's hard for me to write it. So it's just like lack of learning resources. Is that the toughest thing? And I would say time, like I would say time, you know, cause cause learning code, like, like, you know, it's, it's pretty much a language. You have to, you have to really be able to take the time to learn every, you know, kind of element of it. And in, in order to be able to kind of, write that down in a fluid motion and and in my case you know i i like i said i work a whole lot so i still need to be able to spend a lot of time towards the art and i know the art so most of my time goes towards making sure the visual aspect is there and then later going back and going okay how can i make this actually function so i'll step into the blueprints and go into that and then go oh son of a bitch, I can't do that because that's not going to work unless it can move at this angle and then I'll have to go back to the model and then work it again and then realize I've wasted a week. So <laughs> after that, I, I learned about time management. That's interesting because, you know, we both have an art background first and mm. I come at it the other way though. I'm like, I know I can do the art good, so I don't even think about that. I just think about the things that make me nervous, which is like the code and all that stuff. So I'm hyper focused on that, and then I'm just like, ah, whatever. I'll you know, models, rigging, animation, like that's the easy part. So mm -hmm. I don't sweat that stuff at all. I just like you know. Yeah, and I've always I've always admired that about you too because you can really, like, again, I've been watching you for years, man. But like, yeah, I've always admired the fact that you can put your mind to what you're trying to do with your your story, your, your arc, your, your points, and basically just drive that home. And that's, that's always been something that I've personally been like, Oh man, I've, he can do it. I can do it. So like, I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out. And, uh, and I try my best. And at the same time, I know that my, my only way to be noticed at the moment would be, you know, through visuals because I'm basically communicating to the public through the means of like gifts. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying what I'm doing is the smart thing to do. Like the way you're doing it is the smart thing to do because obviously if visuals are your strength, just blow out the visuals. Like, you right. know, we have that advantage. So yeah, you're doing it. I'm not saying I'm doing it right. That's just how I'm <laughs> No, I think I think everybody's got their own their own unique style. I mean, we look at we look at games like uh, uh Goat Simulator where it, you know, it blew up and everything and it's like that game looks like trash. And then you have this suddenly perfect-looking little isometric game, which is the the, the duck. Uh, what is that game? Uh, Untitled Duck Story or game? Un Untitled Duck Game. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, I mean that thing just you know suddenly explodes overnight, and then that becomes game of the year for uh, 2019. And, you know, realistically, it's a very simplistic game. And if you go back and you look at some of the stuff, they were talking about how, like, uh, they never thought it was going to be anything. They thought it was a prototype. So they, they considered it just a throwaway and weren't even <laughs> really trying to invest into it. So, like, you never, you never know what the right marketing, you know, strategy is and everything. So, I mean, even though I do worry a lot about visuals, 
one of the things I worry about while working on the visuals is what's going to be my hook of gameplay. So that's where I'll focus on code and things. Yeah, that's the thing that I keep going back and forth. You know, I'm reading all the books on game development. I'm still pretty new to it. And, you know, I'll find I, – I get free and I'm like, hey, you know what? I just do whatever I want. Go in the game engine. Don't think about a game. Just make, you know, something that's interesting to experience. And then then I hit mm-hmm. that wall like, no, this isn't gameplay though. It needs gameplay. It needs a loop, right? And I go back and forth. And there was one book I read, I don't remember the name of it, uh, but the guy said, video games are just experience engines. And then it's up to you as the developer to to choose what experience it is. So it doesn't necessarily mean it has to have items and level ups and this and that, blah, blah, blah. It's just an experience engine. And I keep hitting the wall like, oh, my gameplay loops. But I try to remember that like, hey, we can do whatever we want. Like this is a new medium. And it's just an experience engine. You're, it's just an experience. So whatever that experience is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, one of the cool things I think about like itch, you know, right now, if you if you look at itch.io and everything, uh, it, it, there's a, a interesting variety as to what games are considered games and they're being put out there. And I'm I'm hoping that like, you know, someone like yourself where you're you're going for like an emotional feel with your games i'm hoping that you know fans from you know inside of itch outside of itch you know steam and everything like that can still find your game and find that really appealing and then people you know like like myself that are you know a bit broken with our game design or still you know learning the ropes and everything with that like i'm i'm uh I'm, I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of losing my my point. Well, <laughs> I mean, the thing that's kind of exciting, it can be scary to some people, but exciting is like no one knows what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. It it's like lightning strikes. It's being lucky. So it's like if you try to follow this like defined path for success, because I look at a lot of stuff like, well, I'm waiting for Unity co- to compile or something. I'll like go check like different game development forums and just flip through stuff and you can see people quote doing what's right and checking all the boxes but it's like i don't want to play that i'm not interested in it so yeah um, i am also interested in the crazy stuff so um yeah that's one of my tabs is itch.io itch.io so i go i go browse through there but it looks like every, i mean when you go to the popular stuff it's almost all horror which i'm just kind of like eh horror eh but um <laughs> well i think i think horror itself is being handled in a very uh trashy way you know like, like there's Slasher there's so movies. many it's jump scares it's <laughs> 1970s <laughs> horror right now right oh man i just think about there's a game i bet you if i pulled up my steam i'd find it there was a game that was given away for free on steam at one point uh and i think it was called like jump scare simulator or something like that and it was just mm-hmm. like this this mansion like a haunted mansion you would go and you would turn the corner and it would be this like cardboard cutout that would pop out at you and it was super cheesy and i don't know if the game actually was scary or not because i had never played it but at at the same time i was wondering i've always wondered like did he do that because he didn't know how to program a game very well and he just decided like all i know how to do is make something slide to the left (laughs) like and that'll be my game uh I, i don't know like again it's it's very interesting to see like what people do differently and how that one was like able to actually you know get passed around enough you know become a free game that was 
something that was popular at least yeah something i think about a lot too when i was reading all those books like there's one famous one a theory of fun for game design by ralph coaster i think his name is and he was just talking about games versus film and these other older mediums and how the i guess the vocabulary in what games express and what the creators are saying is very simple and basic and limited like i'm the most powerful badass in the world i'll kill everybody or like you know it's it's not sophisticated compared to some of the other mediums and his thing in that book is just like hey game developers in the future you can express different things you know like don't yeah. just express these four things like horror i'm scared like it's an artistic medium it can be so i'm trying to push that but i'm also you know i want a fun game that has good gameplay and all this stuff too but yeah definitely definitely and i think i think that's a a, a a bit of a hurdle for me too because like again you know i mentioned at the very beginning of the podcast you know being a being a fan of lovecraft and have having read his work like i know you don't show the monster man like <laughs> i've done nothing but show monsters on my on my twitter i've got multiple cthulhu's got go, going on there even goofy ones and stuff like that Again, mostly for the following. I'm trying to build up some well, kind of I mean, those are different things. You know, like when you're on there, wherever that is, Twitter, whatever, you're a salesman. You know, you're yeah. selling. And kind of the salesman thing, and it's the way it's been forever. It's like a movie trailer. Like show the whole movie if you have to. You're just doing whatever you have to do to get people's money. So yeah. it's like, you know, you do that there, but then in the game, then you can control it. And you don't show the monster until whatever, but – when you're the salesman, you kind of just got to do whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever works, you do it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, people that do follow me will understand that when they play that and, and play the game and they're not expecting something where you're going in there just like shooting down enemies constantly or, you know, um, you know <laughs> just fighting the cloned enemy where it's the same one like on loop, you know, 20 times back to back. Uh, Doom style, <laughs> yeah, like that's that's not what you're gonna experience in my game. Like, I I, I don't know if you saw the the YouTube clip I had posted the other day. Uh, I've seen the ones with the vehicle. Okay, yeah. So so you've seen. Um, are you? Which you just, look cool, by the way. I I thought it looked really cool, and I thought it had a lot of mood. And I was like, "Where's he going? What's he gonna do?" And it kind of <laughs> that gave me ideas just watching it drive. I was like, "What's gonna happen?" Ah, so I found it oh, intriguing. Cool, cool. That, that's great to hear. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I think, I think a good portion of my followers on YouTube, or I mean, not YouTube, uh, Twitter, are, are, are probably there for the unicorn and stuff. Like, I have a, a gif of a, a unicorn dancing and stuff like that, and that, that attracted a few people. And you know, like, I think if anyone <laughs> more recently is is stuff, they're probably like, oh, what is this like weird evil cult? stuff that he's got going on and and i i mentioned at one point uh like a probably a couple of weeks ago i was like oh i'm just taking a hiatus from from um granular i'm calling i'm calling the um the driving one granular right now which granular sand you know desert uh i thought it was clever apparently everyone hates it uh i guess that's game dev <laughs> so that's a different game oh okay so it, yeah it is uh Okay. Oh, so I guess I should explain <laughs> the differences in those. Yeah. Um, so the ancient ones hate me. 
is the horror game that I'm doing in which uh, you play as an individual that accidentally awakens the Ancient Ones and they basically need to sacrifice him in order to uh, come to fruition, you know, exist in the human world. Uh, so they hate him. Uh, <laughs> so their objective is to kill you. Uh, that's that's my horror game. And then the driving one, um, that is actually a game that I'm designing very specifically for my five-year-old daughter. Um, so uh, Evelyn, my five-year-old daughter, she she's a huge fan of unicorns. And, and any time that we're playing a video game together, she always wants to drive the car. That's like her main thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to drive the car. So I was like, well, then I got to make a car game. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, I decided to make this obscure game, which I'm basically referring to as like a Mad Max meets um, My Little Pony and uh, Lord of the Flies. So it's about a bunch of kids that exist in this wasteland world where uh, any time that any of them turn past the age of 15, they're, they're gone overnight. They disappear. And that's part of the mystery. So before you turn 15, you need to figure out where the kids are going. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's something I, you were talking about, the names and the titles. So <laughs> what's your stance on that? So like you were saying, you came up with the name Granular and you said people didn't like it. So what's your stance on the names? How do you figure that out? What, what do you think about all that? Um, so actually, to, to be 100% transparent, uh, the Ancient Ones Hate Me, that's a title I've had. Uh, since I originally penned the script, because again I was a filmmaker originally, so I had I had the script idea for the Ancient Ones Hate Me, uh, well before I was a game designer, and and that one, um, I think, is just kind of locked in stone for me. Uh, however, with with granular, because I was always making that for my daughter, at, at one point it was like untitled cupcake game. Uh, well before the untitled goose game or whatever that was happened, so that was just kind of ironic. Uh, <laughs> but it was about like the unicorn was driving the car to deliver cupcakes to people before it became like an actual like project. And then I was like, oh no, wait, no, I gotta have like a story, a reason for all this. And then uh, I was like, well, I needed a more workable title, so I, I simply slapped code name granular on there. And made a little title card and, and put that up on uh, Twitter and that got a couple likes and I was like oh cool and yeah um, so I mean if anything going with code name granular I think gives me the opportunity to change it later on if someone was like that's horrible because uh, my original title was like skids <laughs> I think which was like, trash because uh, <laughs> I was thinking like skid marks you know and then people are like uh, no no that's like thing like you don't do that and i was like okay well no and then wait like, what what's wrong with skids why can't you use skids <laughs> well so so yeah like people were people were you know bringing up underwear like skid marks and underwear you know like that being a joke and then um and then I, at one point i was like oh, i don't know and like i turned to my wife and i was like what do you think about the name like honestly and she's like isn't that a disease like a kid's disease and i was like what and i looked it up and i was like oh damn <laughs> yeah, it really. Oh, dude, because I was gonna say <laughs> you could have added underwear as like a power up in the game, so like you throw underwear under the wheels and it goes faster or something, you know? To like, because <laughs> uh, you're talking about Unreal Engine. Have you seen any of the videos of he's an Unreal developer, Carlos Coronado? 
he like came up with a pizza box design uh method pbo pizza box something no i must have, i must have missed his stuff i'll have to look for it okay if you look um look him up on youtube carlos coronado unreal he has some unreal engine tutorials too but uh, he was talking about something, so he's making this game, and all the enemies were the same, and it was just like a person with like a blanket over him. And he said it was supposed to be a horror game, and then people were like making fun of it, like, oh, it's not even scary, it's just a blanket. <laughs> so then he went to like Alibaba or whatever and made the actual blanket for the game and then sold them on his website, like super scary blanket. And then that became like a meme and made his game more popular. <laughs> So, like, I thought that was an interesting spin, you know, if, if you get, because, you know, they, there's that whole thing, like, you know, being remarkable or whatever. It's like, you know, you want the zero or the ten. You want people to love you or hate you. You just don't want yeah. them to be in the middle. So, it's like anything like that that's remarkable, like skids, what the hell is that, skid marks? Like, but you're actually, you're doing something because you're mobilizing people, you know, like you're getting sure. a reaction. Yeah, I guess that is yeah, a great point. So that's just, I, I think, try to think about that. And I just changed the title of my current project. So I was thinking about titles a lot. And you know, it's something <laughs> well, my, I guess. Um, my, my, my best friend's dad always used to say, uh, n- n- you know, any publicity is good publicity, even if it's bad. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I always took that man very seriously. He was a very wise man. Yeah. And it's, I mean, with the thing like a title, I just, um, you know, because doing movies, you don't really think about it, but maybe I should have, you know, way back when. I just, you know, the way titles work for me, they just set a theme, and then it's kind of like, yeah, it's the theme, and then I'm making the thing, and I'm like referring back to the title, and that kind of steers me towards where I'm going with the theme. Yeah, I get that. No, I've always uh, I've always been really direct about titles. Oh, I guess I, guess I think about, um, you know, like, john carpenter's the thing you know like yeah. i really think about those, those key titles yeah <laughs> yeah like when you really hear certain titles they just have those rings to them and like e- even the you know evil dead like that's you know oh man i hear that i'm just like that was a weird combination of words that I yeah just, i guess it, they live who are they you know yeah. like what who who lives huh yeah yeah there's an intrigue that comes with it yeah, I mean, that's another you were talking about sharing GIFs on, on Twitter or Reddit or whatever. And, you know, there's a couple. You've probably seen a bunch of GDC talks where game developers are talking about the importance of GIFs, you know, selling yeah. your game in a GIF and all that. So Yeah. I, uh, so, so um, like I said, I work, I work for a lot firm. And at one point I was overseeing, like, a, a team of people. And, um, and, and I don't know, they were just a really quiet, quiet team. You know, they didn't need a lot of help or anything like that. And, and I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna just kind of kick back. I'm gonna hide back here real quick. Just turn on YouTube. <laughs> and I watched the entire GDC conference, uh, all about about the GIF uh, idea, oh, okay. the concept of like, you know, how they need to sell your game, tell the player like what they're what they're in for, and everything. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's probably true. But at the same time, there's a lot of different people out there, you know, feeling different vibes, different things. So like, I'm just going to fire randomly in the dark and hope to hit somebody that's interested. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that's one of those presentations talks about, right? Like you, and, uh, does make a lot of sense though. I mean, I'm, I go back and forth on that too. Cause I know the way the world is now, how no one has an attention span and, you know, they have pre trailers and trailers and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, a part of me doesn't want to do any of that and wants to go the other direction. 
you know, which which I'm not saying is the right thing. But when I yeah. see all that, like, people have no attention spans, you got to sell them in two seconds. And it's like, huh? Like, <laughs> well, dude, it, it, it really, to when I was a kid with my friend, um, you know, like, we would hear about a movie or, or a game, you know, two years before it's coming out. And we would, we would think about it all the time. And they would, like, occasionally just kind of do little leaks or, like, whatever. Like, somebody would, Somebody in the production would be like, oh, yeah, this is happening. And then it would get out. And we'd be like, oh, <laughs> this is awesome. Like, look at this. Look at how cool that is. Uh, and we would follow it. And when that movie came out, man, we were invested. And we would make, we would even make the theater happy and buy all the popcorn and all the crap to go with it. So, like, you know, <laughs> like, I, I felt like that kind of attention, that kind of following, being like, hey, fans, go on this journey with me and be like, you know, experience the changes as they go. Yeah, sure, the game might not be what it was when it initially started, but maybe it's something better. Like, maybe we just have to experience it together. Yeah, I guess, yeah, what I'm talking about too, I, I, what I'm thinking about is just that kind of fear that people have that are creating anything that like, gotta grab people, gotta grab people, can't lose them, can't lose them, because then just go somewhere else, lose their attention. Mm. You know, and it's like, Okay, that's true, I guess, if you're just doing what everyone else is doing, if it doesn't stand out in any way. But yeah. my strategy, I'm not again, I'm not saying I'm right, but you know, it worked when I was doing movies and all that. It's like just do something totally different and then people won't forget you. They'll come back, be like, Whatever happened to that thing? Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, okay, put more time and energy into being original and doing something that stands out rather than you know, I think about it like having friends or having relationships. It's mm-hmm. like you know, when you meet someone, you're not best friends instantly. You know, it takes a while. When you meet someone, you fall in love, whatever. It's not instantly. Like, you know, it's like things that have any value take time to, like, build. So it's like you got to make people fall in love with your game instantly and marry you. It's like, um, I just want to give people space. They can see it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got, like, your, your game, you know, you got your innards <laughs> showing out. <laughs> But yeah, no, yeah, I completely get that, and and I, I I hope you know overall that my games do eventually find somebody. I mean, right now my following is like pathetic, but at the same time, I think the people that might be following me are, are at least interested in what I'm doing, which again is really weird, kind of out there. And then yeah, I do also have like granular, which is probably more. Uh, you know, obviously I'm designing that game for a kid, so it's. It's more hey kid friendly and more. I public, wouldn't but. say your quote following is pathetic. If you're making your little daughter happy, man, that's the best thing you could ever do. Oh yeah, oh yeah. At the you end know? of the day, that game, honestly, yeah. Everyone, it's funny because like I kept showing coworkers, you know, like uh, like little gifts or videos of of granular, and people would just kind of look at me and just be like, okay, like <laughs> like nobody ever knew what to do. But at the same time, um, every now and then, somebody that would also be like. You know, oh, cool. Like, when's this done? When can I play it? And I'd be like, oh, well, you know, honestly, I, I wasn't expecting that kind of question or anything, but I'd be like, oh, yeah, honestly, I was probably going to be working on it for the next like three or four years. Like, I didn't have any plan. I don't have any plan on releasing. But the, the reason why I have such a ridiculous time frame for it is because not only am I trying to be realistic as a solo developer, but also because I want that game personally to grow with me as a developer as well as grow with my daughter so the main character in the game is actually representative of her 
Yeah. <laughs> until she doesn't like unicorns anymore. <laughs> yeah, until then. Yeah, and then and then you know, I have a whole plan about the unicorns becoming She'll be like, Dad, I like those when I was two. <laughs> I'm six now. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> no, you like unicorns. You love them. Jobs. <laughs> You know, you were saying you're working at a law firm, and I was, you know, I had never heard of that goose simulator. I was just looking at it a second ago. I was like, dude, you should do some kind of litigation simulator or something. I totally missed what you said in the last 13 seconds. I'm sorry. Oh, I was saying, I just checked out that goose simulator, and you said you worked at a law firm. Why don't you do some kind of litigation simulator? <laughs> I mean, there's there's so many games out there that are being out right now with be a doctor I was just because you know you're talking about <laughs> horror and fear, and mm. man, you want to see terror in American people's eyes? Start talking about lawsuits. <laughs> like who doesn't fear an attorney? Except you know other attorneys, but right? there's some real fear and apprehension there, man. Oh man, uh, like we we had this uh, this one thing happen with our. I can't go into the details, but like we had this one thing happen with our with our friend. Like we lost a lot of people and it was ridiculous. And then we ended up like winning the battle and everything. And it was like, okay, so it was all for naught. <laughs> like this was ridiculous. Just a huge waste of, of time, money, and people's talent. Like it was ridiculous, the whole thing. I think, you know, you have some special experience and skills there you could bring in a game development. <laughs> Actually, to be honest, I think. Uh, I would be an amazing team lead for for a game dev team, uh, and I think that just comes with what I've done for the past like ten years of my actual working career. Like I, I really love overseeing a, a team of people working on a project, whether it's game dev. You know, I've only done that in small little segments and typically online. You know, doing game dev uh, jams online. Hey, since you mentioned it, um, if you're using game development tools now but you know you had a background in, in narrative and film stuff what about using the game development tools for straight up narrative stuff making films and animation and stuff in your game engine i think it would be it would be really i mean i i actually i wonder if he would be cool with me actually mentioning him i probably shouldn't i don't know <laughs> he goes by an alias um but I mean, I have a friend that uses uh, Blender. Um, he 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 tried game dev for a little while with with Unity, but I don't think that worked out. Um, but yeah, he he uses Blender for doing animations, um, very specifically. I thought, oh, I really feel like he did something with Unreal at one point, but I don't know, maybe I'm just thinking of something else. Never mind. Yeah, because I saw, you know, Unity's pushing the whole film production thing, and I was just watching some Unreal Engine virtual production stuff and all mm. that. So, I think it's great. You know, uh, to to be very forward with it, I think, I think it's it has a lot of potential, and uh, and I think it's going to be really wonderful once I start doing a lot of cinematics. Uh, it's definitely something I look forward to. I just personally haven't like jumped into it too too much yet or anything like that. I'm still using. Like the really basic stuff for like my camera motions and things. Yeah. So um, before we go, what is the most exciting thing you've come across in your journey so far in game development, and what is the most daunting and terrifying thing? Um. Hmm. 
most exciting thing. I think I think the exciting thing would be probably seeing that there's a lot of uh, independent games out there that are being recognized, despite the fact that they're nobodies and they're being created by nobody teams. Um, so that's really exciting to see. And I, I think my my fear would be the exact opposite of which, you know, creating game after game after game and nobody ever noticing. I think that would be just the worst. So it's almost all about marketing. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really care necessarily if I'm like a full person, you know, <laughs> like I'm not like, oh, I want to be rich and have, you know, blah, blah, blah. like if I ever became like, let's just say I somehow inherited like a billion dollars. I personally would never move out of this house. I would pay this house off. I'm happy here with my wife. I'm not that kind of guy. Uh, however, I, I want to know, kind of kind of like yourself, I want to know that I've done something to make someone else happy. Like, I want to achieve that goal in kind of a widespread, like, I've affected somebody else's life in a happy way or uh, in, in my way. I'm a, I'm a weird horror fan and everything. If it's scaring you makes you happy, then I would like to scare you. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get that. That's just a trippy thing to me because I'm like, you know, with, with what I'm doing right now with this current project, I'm really making the game I want to play. Yeah. And But then I have to be like, man, I don't really know many people like me. They're interested in what I'm into. You know, I'm a real weird person. And it's like, well, I'm going to like it, but I don't know if anyone else is because I'm not making what everyone else is doing and I'm not doing what everyone else is doing. So, yeah, um, well, you, know, yeah you definitely take a, take a leap and do that. <laughs> Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully we find a good bottom and not a background. Yeah, but you know, since you come from a film background too, um, there's a quote by the director David Lynch. I always remember, and he said he was talking about doing movies that weren't his idea, or he didn't he didn't like the idea, but he did it anyway, and they bombed. He said it was like dying twice, and he said you should only die once. So like, make the thing you want to make, and if it bombs, whatever. You know, you still did the thing you wanted to do, but when you do the thing you don't want to do, and then it bombs, it's terrible. So <laughs> that's, I'm just that's trying good. to die once all the time. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely, and I think I think if we if we do what we really care about, we'll find our our fans. Or, I mean, obviously, you've done well. Uh, I hope to do the same one day. Yeah, and I guess I should look at it like there's games that are, I mean, they're not hugely popular games, but, you know, you look at, like, what influences your gameplay. Like, I'm looking at, oh, well, Armored Core, Mega Man, uh, Souls games, and it's like, well, there's people that like those, so I'm taking little things from them, not the overall theme, but, you know, they might pick up on it, like, hey, so. But I don't know, I, I, I don't think you can even worry about that. Like, I'm in the same position as you, like, I like my life, you know. My wife, my where I live, I'm not like, I need to be rich and famous, so I'm happy no yeah. matter what, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but as long as we don't lose sight of what we're doing, I think that's the thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get our games out there and, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll find our audience. Um, yeah, that's my biggest thing now. It's just like, I got to get this thing made. Why did I make it 12 levels? <laughs> <laughs> when one level is like eight hours of gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I I, I, uh, I still need to figure out my, my scopes for certain things. Like I'd say it's kinda it's kinda weird. Like I actually don't 
I don't have that problem where I overreach and I'm like, I have this grand idea. And instead, I'm like, I have this very simple idea and I need to execute. <laughs> yeah, I do those too. Like I have a bunch of little games that I've done, but mm-hmm. then it's like I do those and it's not scratching that itch. You know, like I need that ultimate challenge. It consumes all of my energy and attention. Ah, you know, I have a lot of free time, Cody. So I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> I can't like I can't just like hang out. You know, I can't do it. Like I have to be engaged in something or yeah. else then I'd become a serial killer and I can't do that either. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, I um, I mean, I realistically, at one point in my life, I had to take a step back because I was, I was doing basically about three hours of sleep every single night um, for probably about oh, shit, probably like three, you know, three and a half years straight. What? Um, and I basically Whoa. just you would work, 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 work. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, I honestly, it didn't, it didn't really stop until a few months ago. I finally was just like, okay, this is probably really bad for me. I started feeling really weird. And I was yeah. like, okay, I just, I need more sleep. And, uh, and I just, I finally decided to, to just get a more proper sleep schedule, which at the same time, I've always hated sleeping. Like I will, I hate sleeping because it feels like the absolute biggest waste of time. Like, I know it's, I know it's stupid because you need no, your sleep. No, I know how you feel. <laughs> I, can under- I can understand that. I felt like that when I'm jamming on a project and I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to sleep now. Damn yeah, it. Yeah. Like, I just want to stay awake. But then I go, well, no, the work I'm going to do is going to get worse and worse and worse. So I need to sleep and start over tomorrow. And, you know. Yeah. And I, it was weird. Like, at one point, I just kind of hit. Like, I, I don't feel creative. Like, not necessarily in the sense that, like, I've lost my ability to create things. But, like, it just it felt sticky like dry i was like oh man i just need to like back up <laughs> and uh and, and then i basically did i just took a small break and uh started sleeping a little bit better and then went back to it and i just realized man such a better creative outflow and everything so now i'm just a, a bit more balanced with it uh, a little bit slower in process i would say but at the same time i'm, I'm happier so that's yeah yeah, I found, you know, when you are struggling like that or really pushing, like, you're probably doing, like, 30% of what you can do, you know, then when you're rested and everything, like, you'll get so much more work done so much faster and just be more clear-cut with your decisions. Yeah, I, yeah, that's a great way to put it, more clear-cut with your decisions. I like that. Yeah, when you're just in the grind and spinning your wheels, you don't know where you are, where you're going, what is what, ah, you know, so. Yeah, exactly, and, and, um... I think at one point, you, like obviously you draw, but uh, at one point I think you said that you were journaling things, and I took up uh, journaling as well for game dev, uh, and I, I gotta say that was one of the better things I think you ever suggested. <laughs> like I I I write so much, I have all these journals that are just fucking ripped up and just tattered, uh, <laughs> but they're oh, full of great ideas, and I like I to go back to and ask read them. you. You talked about you had all this past work that got deleted. Did you delete it or was that accidental? No. Oh, so, oh man. So I would like, I would, I would, um, you know, move uh, from place to place depending on, on certain situations and everything. And each time I would move, like either the computer was destroyed in some way or another, like basically just the hard drive would fail. So like I kept having those fat hard drives just fail on me. Uh, so at one point I switched over to the SSDs thinking I'd be good. And then like a few of them just crapped out within like a few months. 
and I was I was pissed. I just I would I would lose mass amounts of my work until the point where I was like, ah oh, man, can I like can I go back and find my old like photo bucket like <laughs> all this old crap and oh that's no, terrible. it's all, it's yeah, all just what, gone. So what are you doing now to mitigate that? Like um, so I mean now I'm using source control, so I'll upload a, a lot of my stuff through Unreal Engine, just basically saving directly to the cloud. So if anything were to go wrong with my computer, I can just pull it back from the actual cloud, which is, uh, thank the internet. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, now my journal is like ver my version control comments because mm. I'm, I'm committing several times a day, and then in the comments I'm writing like what is in the code, but also just where I'm at, where the project's at and all that, so... Yeah, so it sounds it sounds pretty pretty similar then. So I mean, do you use like Source Tree or like GitHub or anything I like that? I use Gitkraken. Oh, Gitkraken. Okay, I haven't heard of I that. I love Gitkraken. And then they have um their glow boards, which is like their Trello boards, like built mm -hmm. into it. And oh. you can create cards and you can sync them to your GitHub issues. So then when you commit code, you can say this closes this issue and it automatically closes the card. It's a really nice um, workflow. I like it a lot. That uh, sounds great. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, and you know their mascot is a Kraken, and then it's like get Kraken, the euphemism too. So it's like, whoa, it's all so clever and cool, and I like their colors. So, Right. Well, okay. The guy who makes the tutorial sounds all – he's having fun. So I'm like, yeah, I like this get Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely look at uh, for sure. Uh, I have a question for you, though. Oh, sure. How do you feel about game jams? I haven't quite heard your opinion on that because I, I know that you do upload games to itch and everything occasionally, which are so. Um, my second, no, my second or third little game I made was for a game jam. Right. So, uh, uh, what was that? San Francisco or something? Something. No, it was a game jolt. It was like a game jolt online one. This was hmm. back in twenty fourteen, I think. So. Oh. Yeah, I like them. Like, and then last summer, um, there's this art and interactive festival here. I made a game in five and a half days for that, so that was like a game jam game. But would you work with a team? Yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I know most people collaborate online. I mean, I don't know anybody in my immediate area who does anything close, you know, to any of these areas really. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like like I said earlier my games to, to like my coworkers because I have nobody else to mention them to. It's just like, whatever, man. I don't care about your stuff. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my friend owns an art store up the street. Like When I go for a walk, I go talk to him, and he, he plays games, but I'm talking about like balancing your mechanics and all this shit, and he's just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm, I'm just going to go to the cafe then and write my book. So, <laughs> or like when my wife's falling asleep, I'm like, yeah, this bug, blah, 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 and I fixed it, and I thought this, you know, then she's asleep. And I'm just yeah. Like, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know nobody cares. Like, but you got to talk to somebody. Yeah, yeah. You always have that that friend, and that I think that's that's great about. Like I said, I have that friend that does weird weird stuff as well. He doesn't do weird shit. He um, I, I don't know. Again, I don't want to piss him off if I say too much or anything. Basically, well, he dude, does, you're he making does... it sound like he does the weirdest, most illegal stuff because you want to mention it. Well. <laughs> He does uh, 3D porn using... Oh, I, dude, I knew it. Right when he said it, he was like, I can't say his alias, he uses Blender. I was like, oh, he's probably making furry porn or something. 
Well, actually, like, you know, I would say furry stuff. would be would be interesting in its own because that seems like I feel like anybody doing furry porn with with three D, uh, you know, anyone that's taking the time to invest into that is either a fucking huge fan of furry or or is a really smart man because that seems like a really tight demographic in terms of uh, availability. So you probably end up with all the fans. <laughs> Yeah, if you just go to, to itch.io and look at like I don't know if it, you can look for best selling or something. I think you can and it's all porn stuff. Mm. Well, yeah, it, I mean, oh man. So like it was funny. We both started our our Twitters at the uh the same basic time. Like he started up his his little porn thing and then I started up, you know, actually caring about posting publicly uh with Phantom Sloth, which in again for the followers, uh Phantom Sloth is posted as uh, zeros instead of O's, just to be clear. <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, we started it at the same basic time, and I have like uh, whopping sixty-seven followers or some something like that. I think I watched one today or something like sixty-six now. <laughs> uh, but but like within twenty-four hours, and this is the, my follower count is after like several weeks of posting countless gifts. Uh, and he's posted, I think, like three videos, and has somewhere around six thousand uh, followers every day joining him. And I was like, yeah. like, well, think about it. It's like you're a woman, and you go to a bar, and you're like, "Let me tell you the story about the book I wrote, and and how many people listen to you." And then the other one just goes and gets her tits out and shakes them around. Of course, they're going to get a bigger crowd. So you know. True. But you got kids, man. You can't be doing that. <laughs> well, I got I got one kid and a divorce. Better partner that actually cares about me. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm much happier now. Uh, you should never never stay in a shitty marriage. That's off. A shitty marriage simulator. <laughs> she she just yells at you all the time. And tells you to get another job. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's other stuff too, throwing shoes at you, you know. Like, <laughs> um, you could have like a like a like a graphic for your manhood, and then it shows all the time uh, until it's like your, your masculinity. Like, you're just uh. yeah. <laughs> telling you, man. There's a game in there. Those are like Jeez. my little. Those are my like side projects. I have like a whole file. I use Simple Note. It's like this really easy. Runs on Mac PC and mobile devices, just like a note taking app, and it syncs them all. But I just keep like different files for little game ideas. So my plan with this is when I get over the next major milestone, I'm only going to work for like a month at a time, and then do a small game for a month. So mm. those little ideas like that, they're so fun though. You know, when they're just the the scope is so narrow, you know, you can just attack them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um... Like, uh, uh, just out of curiosity, that game that you released at one point that was, uh, how do I describe it? A yell simulator? <laughs> I don't know, you, the one where you're like, you're like, I think you called the video like walking down the street at night alone. Oh, just like the little that. video of the little dude. Yeah. 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 Where he's just like, ah. <laughs> yeah. And then I did um, Weird Aware. That was the download you could play, and you were that guy, and you used your voice to control his mouth. And then, based on you making a high or a low pitch, he spit out different things and stuff like that. So, <laughs> it's on my yeah. itch.io. Yeah, it's called Weirdo Wear or Weirdo Will Song, something like that. 
Okay, yeah, I'll have to check that one out. I think for some reason I missed that. One. I don't know why. Like it just. Yeah, I mean, dude, you, you know, I'm not the there. marketer type. I just make stuff and put it online, so it's yeah. easy to miss. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm I mean, making stuff for people uh, two thousand years in the future. <laughs> I'd be like, this dude, M. Strange, was the coolest guy back then. Let's dig him up. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, uh, like Nicholas. Like, oh man, this guy was a genius, but nobody gave a shit about him at the time. <laughs> you just gotta fake, I gotta fake my own death pretty soon. Be like, oh my god, he was such a great person. And then I'll be like, hey, I'm alive. Oh, forget about you, you suck. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> oh, you think you're dead? you like Pauly Shore, dude. We're only dis- interested because you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> Probably uh, because then someone else would get rights to my work and profit from it and not me. Yeah, like that dude that tried to steal your movie. Oh, he, he went to New York and, and what? No, he didn't steal another movie. He literally stole like sixty thousand dollars from these producers. No, he actually yeah. made money off something crazy. No, no, not off that. So there was a guy I used to make movies, and then he took one of my movies and re-edited it, and said he animated it and directed it, and entered into a bunch of film festivals, got into some of them, was negotiating deals to sell it to distributors, blah blah blah. And then, um, then he moved to New York and then started working with this producer guy who got him like $80,000 for his movie. And then he just took the money and there was no movie. The only footage he gave to the guy was like him getting blowjobs. Um, yeah, this, the producer guy flew out here a couple months ago to meet me, to talk to me. Cause he was all, um, what do you call it? He was all, he said he had like a heart attack over to something. He was all messed up, but I was just oh, like, wow. okay, dude, I don't know. You need to learn some <laughs> resilience, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Probably, but, uh, probably do a little bit of research too. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, dude, did you Google him? And yeah. He didn't <laughs> until he ripped him off and then he found me through Googling him and then, you know. Oh. But yeah. So this stuff happens. I just, I don't know. I never understood that, like, how people, like, I, I ain't got no money to give away, but at the same time, like, if I had Buku cash, like, I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, let me just, <laughs> I don't get it. There's different people out there, man. There's some, some sure. people who want what they want and don't have any morals. They don't care about anything else. And, you know, what they've seen here in America and a lot of the world is, like, all that matters is being famous and rich. doesn't matter how you got there, you know, so. True so yeah so um thanks cody phantom sloth uh we will post whatever links you give me to your videos your twitter whatever in the show notes so anybody listening go check that out and i uh wish you best of luck with your projects and we'll be following them you're going to continue to post in the discord when you got stuff yeah oh yeah i'll definitely uh i mean obviously with my follower base being pretty thin i'll i'll try and get out as much attention as i can i just I, I don't want to be that person that's bothersome, you know, like posting things continuously. I like it if people will share too, listening. Please. Yeah, well, you know, that's why I quit all social media because I didn't, when I felt like I was supposed to post stuff and I didn't like that feeling, so I just quit. I get that. Totally. Yeah, I, was like, totally I was like, I have nothing that. to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I mean, if you, I don't know if you ever, you said you don't use Twitter at all, right? No. Okay, yeah, so, like, if you look at my Twitter, like, I don't really talk on there. I'll usually post, you know, pictures of my games, like, GIFs, or videos of my games. But, like, I'll never be like, oh, you know, uh, Trump is blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't give a crap about politics. I can't change the country. 
I'm sorry, but Good I'm for not, you, man. I have no opinion on it. <laughs> That's not our thing, though. You know, we're supposed to make stuff. We're not yeah. politicians. We're not everyone. I know everyone's a political commentator, but what does that mean? I have an opinion. Blah, 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 blah. So yeah, yeah. The way I see it is like, man, I can't, I can't solve world hunger, but I may be able to make something weird enough that will entertain you for a couple of hours. And if I can do that, then I've succeeded. I like. Yeah, I'm just yeah. trying to leave people in, you know, in fetal position in a pool of their own tears. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, everybody's you know. own personal agenda. Yeah, you know, they say I've heard a lot of people say that, like, oh, you know, how you save the world, you give everyone mushrooms or ayahuasca or DMT or whatever. Oh, but I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I'm coming at it like a digital shaman. I'm like, I'm <laughs> make stuff that like breaks your brain, and you're like, I'm an asshole, and I miss my mother. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. I think there's, I think there's enough of us out there that I appreciate it too. I mean, obviously, with shows like, uh, I don't even know the name of it. My friend is obsessed with it. He, I think he made me ask you it when you did that live stream. Um, ah, the guy with the snake hand and he's like, thing. I oh, I know it's the Cartoon Network one. The guy yeah. with the backwards legs. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I, you know, the that that's supposed to be funny and everything. I personally don't fully get it i don't i watched it and i was just like okay yeah <laughs> yeah I didn't, I didn't get anything out of it i'm not you know i do weird shit so i'm not like whoa it's so weird it wasn't even weird i'm just like okay yeah i just thought i thought it was really mediocre my friend was like it's the funniest thing and he's watched it like time over and over and i'm like okay well um you enjoy that <laughs> and I guess, you know, hey, like it, that show got produced, I guess, like somebody picked it up. Okay, well, then that means at least there's an audience for it. So cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just not going to, you know, I'm just making stuff. I think that's, you're trying to cover all your bases if you're doing that, you know, trying to write optimized code and have your system make sense and have something cool in your game. And then, yeah, yeah. you just move forward and worrying about all the, you know, putting it out there, marketing it, selling it, getting attention, like, eh. I mean, dude, the way the internet works now, like, you could be no one and have zero followers or zero sales, and literally in an hour, you could have 100,000 followers and sold it 10,000. You know, it's like that easy for yeah. stuff to spread. So, again, I don't, I'm not trying to say what I'm doing is right, but I'm just like, I'm just going to make something so different and so weird and so special that it sells itself. And yeah. And you know, I just got to put it out there in a way that people can play it and buy it. So, yeah, and that's that's actually uh, one of the ways I've described movies with uh, with my wife. And everything. Like, um, is this movie a passion project or is this movie produced? <laughs> you know, like that is a, a really good way, in my opinion, to phrase like, is this going to be a good movie or is it like a production shit show? Yeah, the stuff that stands out, you go back to it. I'm constantly going back to directors and people whose stuff I like and like, hey, where's their new thing? You know, because I remember yeah. it because it stands out. Yeah, but, and then and then yeah, I don't know, I don't know how how you are if you're pretentious like me. I'm kind of a I'm kind of a dick sometimes when it comes to certain movies. Oh, but like kind there of, are dude. I'm the worst. <laughs> I don't watch anything. I'll watch something for like thirty seconds. I'm like, this is garbage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, there's a there's a movie called. Um, Mandy, uh, with with Nicolas Cage, and it's done by this this newish director. Like he's been in the game for a minute. If you look at his IMDb, like a really long. But he's he's only directed, um, what's it 
called uh, Over the Black Rainbow. I think the first one was. And then oh, the Gaspar Noe. Uh, yeah, so he, um, you know, like, if you go into his movies, like, you, you watch the trailer, you watch the movie and, and everything, you're, like, at first glance, you're like, oh, my God, like, this is work of a genius. And then, like, I started, <laughs> like, I started, like, really looking at it. It's like, hmm, mm, this seems a little uh, attention giddy, you know, like, it's just like. I mean, dude, his oh, first man, movie like, was a 90 minute rape scene. Yeah, I, I kind of didn't finish that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I thought it was that. super pretentious, and I stopped about halfway through it, and I was like, maybe I'll finish. Um, oh, but dude, it just it, like, it reeked of of. Being... It's of utmost pretentiousness. You know who I really liked? It's kind of new. Is the Greek dude who did um, the Killing of a Sacred Deer and the Lobster? Have you seen his movies? Uh, that sounds like super I don't. Familiar. He's Greek, so I don't. I remember his name. Logaris most. Um, he did Dog Tooth was one of his early movies in Greek, which was really cool. And The Lobster and his last one, I think, was called The Killing of the Sacred Deer, which is really good if you haven't seen it. Okay, yeah, I'll look that it's up. Like, he uses Colin Farrell a bunch. He had him in his last movie <laughs> and in The Lobster. But they're really weird, um, but not pretentious, real interesting, thought-provoking, really like his movies. I'll tell you his name because it's kind of shitty for me not to say his name because <laughs> I don't remember it in it. You know, um, it is Yorgos Lanthimos. Yeah. I will um, more than likely IMDb Colin Farrell and find his movie there. <laughs> yeah, that's some of the most interesting artistic stuff I've seen recently. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah so. I'll, I'll definitely look into that one. Yeah, and that, his la- the killing of a sacred deer one is really twisted and like, whoa, just on a bunch of different levels. Just wondering, have you ever seen Drive? Drive. Is it from the late 90s? Uh, no, 2000... 2019, somewhere in there. 2019, this one? No, definitely not 2019. Oh, 2011? Yeah, 2011, yeah. Let me With see, uh, Ryan see. Gosling? No. That movie... is like the only movie ever to bring me to tears. I was like, I was going through a divorce at the time. Mm-hmm. And there's um there's like a scene like halfway through the movie where like the the tone, the the camera work, the the angles and everything, it all just like shifts. And you just get hit with all these emotions. Like this is like easily one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Not not in like a uh, I'm gonna blow. For me personally, it was just one that I emotionally like, connected with. Feel your. It was brutal. Yeah, I'll check it out. No, I've never seen it. It's a good one. If you watch the trailer, you're going to be misled. Because <laughs> it's like, it, it, like the trailer, I guess it was a huge thing. But apparently they marketed the trailer to make it look like it's like some kind of action movie. And there's only like two scenes in the whole movie where it's like slightly action-y in any way. So, I don't know. It was like super misleading for a lot of people. Oh, seen just doing whatever they have to do to get your money. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm point marketing. <laughs> yeah, I learned that with the Blair Witch Project. The first one? Yeah, that really old movie because everyone saw the trailers and read about it. <clears throat> then I went in the theater and after like five minutes, I was like, really? This is all it is? But they already got my money, so. <laughs> they, they They won. They got it. Yep, yep. So oh, I guess age. games don't work like that because you can get a refund on Steam within like what? Two days or two oh, hours, something like geez, that. I it's within if you return the game within 
was it one? I thought it was one hour. Is it, oh, okay, is it, I don't know. I just know. I think it's just is one, it one hour. hour. Yeah, because I, I think there was a time where I had like a like this is not going to function with this crappy computer I had at the time, and I was like, I got to return it quick, and I, I was like just shy of a couple a couple of minutes of an hour or something. Oh hell yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's a little bit different. So you can't. You just have to have an hour's worth of a game to trick people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I've much. read reviews because you know when I go on Steam and I look at Steam reviews, I go right to negative reviews. Do you really? Yep. I just go negative. For me, as a game developer, not as a game fan. So I want to see what's really bugging people about the game. What What would you say is a what was I, what what would I say is what? I didn't is hear common, that uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what would you say is a common complaint that you read in in the comments? Like uh, this game has trash walking. <laughs> um, outside of like just bad gameplay and all that, I think the thing that surprised me the most was people being upset about lack of options where they could customize stuff like change the resolution or turn this or that off and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and, I've heard, I've and heard a lot of people. input devices too. Not supporting joysticks, mice, and keyboard, like doing the whole thing. That's something that kind of surprised me. I was like, "Oh, whoa!" But um, yeah, you know, I, I was wondering if you even had considered controller support when you when I mentioned the vibration originally. Yeah, like, oh, I mean, I'm doing it all with like, the controller, so it's all I'm using the Xbox 360, the whole thing. So you, yeah, you can't <laughs> right play on. this with the keyboard or whatever. Mm. I just didn't. I wasn't even in my brain because yeah, um, Cody messaged me i was like hey are you using vibration in your game it's really easy to set up and i was like no i'm not and then we talked off the podcast but so i have a method in my game for the screen shake so all i did was add the vibration stuff inside the camera shake method so then every time the camera shakes it vibrates a little bit and it works really good hmm. yeah uh, and, and you know i i um i wanted to mention too i don't i don't know if you're uh, like how complex Unity is. I mean, obviously, it's going to have the same kind of difficulty or, or involvement as as Unreal Engine. Uh, but in in Unreal Engine four, you can control um, like how how much you're sending to the small motor versus the large motor in the left and right axis of the controller. So like I I can you know like when in my car, for example, if I hit the uh, if I hit the gas, I'll rumble the small motors uh, one on each side at random intervals. And then for turbo, I'll rumble um, the large motors in there, so it'll actually fill that kind of huh, pack. That's cool. Uh, yeah, and, and then I, left I, and I right, I have it opposite, that. So. I didn't. I didn't look at the API that that much. I just saw like, oh, add vibration. I'll go check it out though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how how different it is. Like I said, the interfacing for Unity for me personally, last time I checked it out, anyway, it just seemed so. So different and I was just like you know it's very yeah. different I just reinstalled Unreal Engine a couple days ago and I went in the interface and I was like what is going on <laughs> so they are very different yeah it's kind of funny like I think because my friend described it because he like I said he used Unity and when he went to Unreal one game jam where he was in which I never did again with <laughs> uh, he he uh, he dived into Unreal and like everything's so fucking cluttered there's just so much constantly going on and then i went to uh unity and i was like where the hell is all the buttons like what am i what am i doing i don't know where anything is and he's like yeah man you gotta pull up the coat and i'm like no 
Yeah, I did like in Unreal how they had all those the the, the projects pre-made for like driving a car, first person, third person, all the different types. I was like, well, this is cool. Yeah. So yeah, the little, little really test easy. projects. Yeah, just to like reskin a test project to get a basic prototype or something. Yeah, that's. I mean, essentially, that's kind of what I did for the car at first. Um, so, like, some of the framework is like the original like model, and then like the actual like bug itself. Um, it's like a slug bug. Uh, like, I designed all of that, attached it to the blueprint, and like, it's probably the most shoddy, crappy like gameplay element you could do in terms of design. Um, but it's it's functional. Like, I haven't had any technical issues with it or anything. Um, oddly enough, the, the weird technical issue I have, and still have, I can't figure it out. Um, there's a, a blueprint that I did where I created a spline where it basically took a section of a model and then duplicated it over for as long as the spline is being duplicated. So I had basically done a small road and then created that spline to go across the map. So I had this giant road just going through this this stupidly large level and then um anytime i would go to try and bake out the lighting it would just be like error no like this these, these objects are fucking huge you idiot and i'm like oh oh no <laughs> so like i had to figure it all out and like you know rework it and now i just have like these sectional roads and everything i hate it i just I don't know. They, like I said, it's still a work in progress. I'm trying to figure that part out. But. Yeah, when you said light baking, I was like, oh, no, not light baking. Because <laughs> on the older version, well, the version I'm, I'm using, the older version of Unity, yeah, if you scaled up any of the objects, then when you bake them, it just takes infinitely forever. So you have to like make sure everything's scaled at one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man, that's that's terrifying because I am the worst when it comes to scaling. Well, I mean, I was. I've gotten a lot better. But, like, when I originally started, like, all my stuff would be, like, just massive. <laughs> and I'd be like, um, that's not going in the engine correctly. And then I would have to, like, figure out how to reshrink things. Yeah, I learned, you know, all my play my characters, my player, my enemy, all that stuff is all one. But then I would get sloppy with, like, props and stuff like that. You know, just rescale them up, whatever. So Yeah, like, the thing I never... Like, why wouldn't they just have it where you default? you that is the size of which you would put it in. yeah there's a lot of issues with <laughs> unities they've changed it a couple times so i bought this asset called bakery a couple other people in the game dev grit recommended i haven't got into baking yet right now my game runs fine in real time but i'll have to bake it later hmm. um yeah lots to think about man oh yeah yeah there's constantly i feel like like i said with the journals and everything like Today, I, I was sitting outside waiting for my wife to get off work because we're, we're carpooling right now because one of the cars broke down. Um, so I was waiting for her to get off work for like an hour and a half and I was chilling out in like the smoking area. And uh, <laughs> I just like pinned out all these different key points for The Ancient Ones Hate Me uh, in which like, oh, character would enter this, this section of the, uh, the church and then hit trigger box one and then that would act the calling uh, over from this area and then make this section disappear. <laughs> like, I just sat there and, like, napped all that crap oh, that's out cool. of my head. Yeah. Um, and I get all these people that come up to me every now and then. They're like, hey, man, like, what are you doing? Why do you always have a journal? You look like shit. I'm cool. The journal has been with me for some time. <laughs> 
Yeah, that I have a uh, engineering notebook I use as my journal because I like the grids to draw on and stuff. Yeah, and I take it everywhere I go and at any idle moment, you know, I'm writing in it. So, mm-hmm. and then I, have, I have them like throughout the years. Like I have a a bookshelf full of them. Mm. you know so i can go back to like what was i working on in 2015 and then like go back in time it's kind of cool yeah so i wish i had started it a lot sooner and like anybody that that listens to this if you haven't already started journal like for game dev it's it's amazing it's an amazing resource because you as a creative individual at least myself anyways i'm very forgetful and i'll I'll come up with like 100 different ideas and if i don't write them down i will forget 99 of them (laughs) <laughs> yeah and just as a mental dump so what i do i write them in my notebook but then my notebooks you know notebooks it's hard you have to flip through all the pages you know to find this stuff yeah so i'll yeah. go journal write in my notebook and then the good ideas i come up with i'll either add them to simple notes or if they're tasks i need to do for my game i'll go right into my git crack and glow boards to those cards and add them as tasks so I go from notebook to notes or um, version control tasks. And that's yeah, been that's, working really good. That seems really good. <clears throat> I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't tried. I need to get better about Trello. Like when I do game team and everything by myself, I usually don't. I'll just kind of rely on my journals. Well, the thing is with Gitkrack and in there, so their glow boards is like Trello. But, you know, it's it's hooked into the version control. If you're going to end up committing code that's dealing with your cards or, or closing your cards, just do it in Gitkrack. And that's what I do. So I don't use Trello at all. I do everything in Gitkrack and Glowboards. Yeah. It, it, that's not like... Oh, so your audio is starting to drop out. Now I'm getting a buzzing sound. Oh, shit. Is that... Is it still buzzing? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Maybe I, it's I, it, it's the evil ones. <laughs> They're leaking through. Yeah. Um, oh man, I lost my train of thought though. Uh, what, what well, was we the did a thing? we did a double episode. We usually only do thirty minutes. We've done seventy three minutes. So oh, I thought you did a full hour. <laughs> no, we, we just do half an hour. That's fine. I'm sure people like to listen to it. I just you know. I I also didn't know if you cut things down or not. If you just do like oh. nah. I don't, you know, I'm working on the game. So as long as it's not terrible, as long as someone's not, you know, threatening to murder somebody or whatever, I just leave it in. Oh, right, right. Yeah, then, you know, my job would have to do a care call. On <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll put, send me, if you if you give me the links and stuff, I'll put them there in the Discord for everyone to check out in the show notes. And thanks for being on the Game Dev Grid podcast, Cody. So as you go forward in your project and you've got some updates or something, let me know and we'll have you back on again. We'll follow your journey. All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you for having me in, Dot. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it was good having you on, and thank you.